The Jerry DePoto Show, presented by Seattle Pump and Equipment on Seattle Sports Station. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Mike. I was wondering, do you think we need to just dedicate at least five minutes of our time every week to just being impressed by Julio? Uh, it seems to be the, the result of our conversations anyway, so what the heck? <laughs> He's ridiculous. I mean, it just I was one thing I've realized this week is that he's made every veteran broadcaster on the Mariners laugh at just how ridiculously good he is. It's, uh, and and I think it's starting to to catch on nationwide. Maybe that was the the result of the home run derby, especially. But you know, really since May, it, he he hasn't. It's, he's a rookie in in name only. <laughs> you know, it's a he's a rookie because he's new, and you know it's it's been so good since May, and you know just one of the better players in baseball over that period of time, and and we get to see it every day, and and you shake your head every time you see him do something. And I yesterday when when he went out to take that the at bat and what he hit the homer off of John Gray, and and Gray had been so good all day long, and. You know, and I, I said out loud up in the box we were watching. I, I said, "Get the slider up." And you know, he he got the one that he that Gray buried for the strike. He took the one that was down and out of the zone, and then he got the one up and he hit it off the scoreboard. Which is, uh, he doesn't do that in April. Those are the the subtle adjustments that he's made along the way that that we probably as a as a viewing public take for granted, but it's really significant to be doing that at age 21. I assume you heard what Marco Gonzalez said after the game, but I'll play it for you again, just because I've played it about 25 times today. This was Marco asked about Julio. I think he's the best, I think he's the best player I've ever seen. Um, I, he's for sure the best player I've ever played with. Um, and I mean, when you do stuff like that in the series that he had, I mean, the, just the seasons he's having, um, and he's just an absolute blast to play with. Uh, he's having so much fun. Uh, he brings a spark to our clubhouse, and I love watching him play. So I'm glad he's on my team. Jerry, you've been around the game a long time. I, I, I've I've never heard a veteran player say anything like that about a rookie. Yeah, it's very unusual. You know, I I know we and Julio is incredibly talented, and it's it's easy to to sit and watch him and marvel every day and. You know, having having been here throughout, you know, Marco's years with the Mariners, I, that seems like a reasonable statement it, it, because we don't have or have not have had players that check every box the way Julio does. He runs, he throws, he defends, he hits, he has power, and 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 from a player's perspective, when you see such a complete, you know, package of talent like that. And he goes out there and, and lays it out every day. It, it's it's remarkable. And and I agree with, with Marco's take that it's that the energy that he brings to the clubhouse. But you know, it's we, we have had very good to, to great players here over the course of the last, you know, five plus years that Marco's or six ish years that Marco's been with the Mariners. But you know, I don't know that we've ever had one as talented as Julio in all those different areas. And and I think that's probably what he's alluding to. I remember uh, we were talking about comps for Julio a while ago and trying to figure out who he reminded us of as as players, etc. But I have an odd one for you. He's not a baseball player, but I was thinking about Julio yesterday. I think he reminds me of Magic Johnson with the smile. Wow. <laughs> I know it's kind of a weird one, but the smile, the talent, right? Being, you know, he was predicted to be great and had that pressure on him and then came up and, and started to deliver right away. Uh, he's obviously not a Hall of Famer yet. I don't want to put the cart before the before the horse, but 
the personality, the the sort of the the ability to rise to the moment, being told he's too big for the position he plays, and yet going out there and doing it with ease. The flash. I don't know. I see a lot of Magic Johnson there. I think that's a lot of fun, and and a and a, a comp that frankly I probably wouldn't have come up with because it's it's off the the baseball mark, but. You know, he, he does, he has so much fun playing the game and it, and it's, it's very genuine. If you've been around Julio, it, it, sometimes when you see a player that has, you know, that type of life on the field, a big smile, the flash, it's a, you know, it can be off-putting to the other players on the field. Not with Julio. These guys gravitate to him and so do the opposing players, which I think is, you know, pretty remarkable. And, and, you know, it's for us, it's so magical to watch him, you know, do what he does every day. And, and, you know, beyond that, to stay grounded and, and, you know, you've, you've dealt with Julio one-on-one. He is, you know, for, for a player who is confident in an incredible set of skills that he brings to the baseball field every day, you know, he has a way about him that makes you feel like the most important person in the conversation when you talk to him. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a real gift. I think. So with all of that in mind and all of the joy that you just mentioned, does it make the whole home run derby thing kind of a challenge? Because, you know, look, it's a bummer. The guy ends up missing three, four, four games. You lose three of the games that he missed right afterwards. I totally understand how the the youthful exuberance is, is so important to who he is that it's hard to 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 not want him to do something like that. But does the team have any sort of a role in that decision? Uh, we do, and I, I think I mentioned it to you. You know, Julio and his agent, Ulysses Cabrera, they called me the Saturday morning before the home run derby when they were trying to, you know, make their decision. They had been invited to participate. And, you know, and, and when Julio told me he wanted to do it, I, my first reaction was, I think that's great because I think it's great for baseball. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for Julio. It's great for his brand. It's great for the Mariners' brand. And I, you know, that's a, you, you can't really hide them under the table, so to speak. And, you know, letting it go out and hunt. The, the home run derby is part of what we do on an annual basis. And, and, uh, and I, I don't regret the decision. I, I think it's, it's a fabulous thing. I, I was thrilled with the way he performed. I mean, I don't know about you, but me, my family, we were watching the, the event on TV and we're just laughing the entire event because what you saw was what we get to watch every day, just in his personality. And, you know, unfortunate that he wasn't able to play those first three days out of the break. And, you know, and it's hard to say whether that, you know, reversed our fortunes. I know it didn't make it easier for us. But, you know, at the at the end of the day, the, the season is long. We, we still have an opportunity to do great things. And, you know, I'm thrilled he's back in the lineup now. We had uh, we had a uh, texter earlier say that his four year old wanted Julio to just come to the movies with them last night, and that he wants him to go get Panda Express with us. My eight year old said, "Hey, I just want to meet Julio." It, it really is; it's pretty impressive. So what a what, what a cool thing to have him on the team and and to watch every just to get to watch everything he's doing has been a really cool experience. So uh, you are uh, you're less than a week away here from your big day. It's trade deadline. Uh, and you are coming down the final stretch. How's the market shaping up? Uh, you know, it's shaping up. We we saw some movement yesterday, obviously with the with the Yankees and Royals, and and, and I would say that that's probably the first significant deal of, of this deadline period. And obviously, there'll be more. I don't know the the speed at which it'll unfold. I, I've always been in the camp of thinking, you know, that the market may move a little quicker. 
and then I'm always the one sitting there on the on the final day, marveling at the the level of activity uh, when when push comes to shove. So, you know, I do imagine there'll be other deals and maybe big deals and and maybe something that includes us before we, we get to you know end of day. Um, on deadline day, but you know it's it, it, it's impossible to determine the the pace at which teams are going to move, because it's all contingent on the seller. And you know, obviously, in order to to acquire a player, you have to be willing to give up at least slightly more than the team the other teams that are involved in that discussion. And and you know, it's, teams have historically waited to find out what slightly more looks like. Do you, you know, in a perfect world, have a sense of how many players you would want to add to your major league roster? Well, you know, that that's the thing, and we've talked about it before, is, you know, while there's certainly ways and areas that we can, you know, upgrade or make our team better, there's every one of them is, is going to be a challenge. And, you know, some of it is going to be limited by the fact that our pitching staff has been, I think, irrefutably excellent since, since maybe mid-May, they've, they've been phenomenal, and you know they did it again through this Texas series. Our bullpen finally hiccuped after two months of, of what I would say were relative dominance, and now everybody you bring in or or every player you acquire during the trade line deadline is replacing someone else, mm-hmm. and and not all of those someone else's are optionable and can be sent to Tacoma, and and if they are optionable and sent to Tacoma. You know, is that just? Is, is are they happy when they go to Tacoma, thinking, "Oh yeah, this is great. I'll be the depth for the Mariners playoff team <laughs> after just busting my tail for three, four months." You know, it's a it's a very you know I guess thin line that you walk. And, and similarly with our position player club, you know, it's a, we've got an all star at first base. I think we, we all agree that Carlos Santana has been a pretty pivotal contributor since we acquired him. Adam Frazier's gotten it going the last couple of weeks with the bat. And J.P. Crawford is a stabilizer for us. Gino Suarez has had a phenomenal year. We are on the, the I guess, the, the the precipice of getting Mitch Hanniger back. We just got Kyle Lewis back. Julio, we've talked about his exploits and the years he's having. you know, And, and what Jesse Winker's done in this league, regardless of, of the ups and downs we've seen this year, are pretty significant. And you know, and then the contributions that we've gotten from support players, guys like Dylan Moore and Sam Haggerty, who, frankly, in many ways have driven us. And then behind the plate, you know, I mean, Cal Raleigh for the last two plus months really has been one of the best catchers in baseball and, and a driver behind what we're doing. So it's fun to look at all the different names fly by and, oh, they could do this and that. But it does replace a player who's having a good year and, you know, is, is – is a part of why we are in the position we're in. So those are very sensitive and sometimes tough decisions. Hey, you mentioned being on the precipice with uh, Mitch Hanniger. I didn't take that to mean he'd be ready tonight, but wh- how far off do you think he would be? I don't know. You know, Mitch is going to let us know from, from a day-to-day perspective where his body's at, but he's been able to, to bounce back every day. You know, he's, he's played every day with the exception of the natural off day on Monday in the minor leagues, and he'll play again tonight. And our hope is to to get him out there, you know, back-to-back days in the outfield and, and, you know, essentially complete games. He he threw a CG last night as a DH and, and now we've got to get to the point where we, where we complete games as a, as a, as a right fielder, but we're making progress. And, and I think, you know, right now, all, all things are pointing toward, you know, sooner than later, but we understood when he started this process 
that it could take up to 20 days. And then we're just going to wait and, and see how much his body responds. You mentioned uh, Sam Haggerty in there. He's a pretty interesting little player. I mean, what is the story behind him? I know you guys picked him up, what, off waivers from the Mets. What, what's the story behind Sam Haggerty? Yeah, Hags is a really interesting I would say, I would say a really interesting guy, and not just a really interesting player. He's, you know, he's smart. He has a he has a really fun personality, and uh, it's just the way you see him play the game is the the way you experience him personally. You know, it's a, he 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 plays the game with uh, with a fire or, or an intensity, uh, but has fun while he's doing it, and. You know, Hags, when he's on the field, feels like he's the best player on the field, which I think is consistent among major league players who succeed. It's a he has an air of confidence that, you know, that probably doesn't line up with what you would think of his career accomplishments to date. And that's what allows him to thrive and and hit good pitching and go out. I think he's. Honestly, I think he's one of the better base runners in the league. He's just so good on the bases. And and when, you know, his name across the waiver wire uh, a couple of years ago and we, we picked him up, he's always the guy we had interest in. Uh, he's He's got enough versatility defensively that you can move him between second, maybe third base, and, and really all three of the outfield spots. He's, he's as good a base runner as there is on your team. He's a switch hitter who sprays it from pole to pole. He'll give you a good at bat. And I think, you know, like we've seen with so many players that were impacted by the, the 2020, you know, short season with COVID, you know, Sam is just now getting the, the reps, the opportunity to show what he can do at the big league level. And, and it's hard to say it's not legit. He's doing it every day. He finds a way to contribute. And, you know, I know he's well received by his teammates. And, and when you look at good teams, uh, and, and we'll go back through history and look at, you know, the really good teams that made a difference in the postseason that were there year after year, they had role players like Sam Haggerty and like Dylan Moores. And, and uh, you know, it's one of my favorite parts of our team is, is the, the way the, the role players have, have really contributed to this club and more importantly, how they've grown in the big leagues because you need them to, to, to do the things that we plan on doing as a team. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I was going to ask you because I remember you saying at the beginning of the year, championship teams have Adam Frazier's on them. And I, I have found myself thinking that championship teams have Sam Haggerty's on them. That he he really does seem to yeah right they just those guys that that seem to always be around positive teams and 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 situations it is so strange that he's a second baseman I mean I feel like I've never even seen him play second base have you have you ever seen anything quite like the like the outfield injury bug that hit this team this year I mean it just feels like you've been in such a tough spot trying to figure out how to get enough people into your outfield every day. It's definitely been a battle for us. And obviously when you've spent almost the, the entire season to date with, without two of your four best outfielders, that, you know, that complicates matters, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's partly why, you know, and you could argue that it's three of our best five outfielders, whatever the, the, the math, but Jerry, with, the other day, with, I think it was what, five of your five best outfielders were all hurt. <laughs> that's true yeah for for a moment in time it really you know what it does is it really shines a light on you know how valuable the consistency that that julio has shown since since may has really been and how quickly he adapted and you know and then you know really illustrates the the importance of the versatility that guys like 
Frazier and and Dylan Moore and Hags have have provided our team. And you know, no matter who we've plugged in, they found a way to contribute. And and you're probably never going to replace the raw production of of the Mitch Hanegers and the Kyle Lewises or what you would expect of them over a 162 game season. But our guys came pretty damn close to doing what you needed to do to to not just survive but put yourself in a in a really good position. And now as those guys return, you know, it, we uh, hopefully we we clean up and and we still find a way to to provide opportunity for those guys who who really did so much to propel us to this position. What'd you think of uh, the first week or so back for Kyle Lewis? Uh, you know, it's it, the ups and downs. My favorite part of it is that he's out there, that he's played two games in a row, that he's played defense and, and, and been out there in long games to play right field. I, there's, uh, I do think he's visibly running so, so much better than we saw him in his, in his first touchdown. And, you know, I can't really allude to how he's feeling in, in the, the recovery from his concussion, but there seems to be no you know hangover from that uh, episode. So, you know, I'm thrilled that he's out there. I do feel like each day when I wake up and Kalu's name is in the lineup, I look at our lineup and I say that's pretty good. Yeah. And you know, I know I know when he's standing on deck, I I know the other team thinks he's a threat. And you know, Kyle's a dangerous player, especially in the batter's box, and and other teams see that. And I'm thrilled that he's active and on our team. And you know, I, I wish it were easier to to figure out how to manage the the moving parts some days for Scott between the outfielders and and Carlos Santana. But I'd much rather have that problem than five outfielders on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> kidding. Um, we talked last week about Cal Raleigh and the Jason Veritek comp. Then he goes out the other day and just has what a ridiculous game. I mean, that double to set everything up, right? It kind of takes the pressure off everybody else because now the game is tied and they can just go do their thing. I I, I can't watch him now without thinking Jason Veritek with the right-handed power swing that he had the other day. It really is is kind of amazing how similar they appear. Yeah, he's, Cal has been so good. And, you know, and the, the thing about Cal that I appreciate is that you know, he he struggled a lot in his initial, you know, I guess foray into the big leagues and, and his first 30, 40 plate appearances this year, he could easily have allowed himself to just be buried. And and we talked about this briefly before, but when he took his brief reset in Tacoma and came back to the big leagues, he came back with a much different perspective. You know, I, I think he had a he had almost a what do I have to lose way about him instead of a oh my god I'm going to lose it way about him and and I think since that time he's just flourished and 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 it really is that's the transition point for young players is when they let go of the fear of failure and just go out and play with no fear and and Cal hit that moment when he returned from Tacoma and as I said earlier he he has been one of the best catchers in the league and. Uh, no matter how you cut it, it, it in F war and slug and, and getting on base and the damage that Cal's done is, has really been a huge boost to our team. If you think about the various periods of time, including suspensions that we've been without some of our better hitters and, and certainly some of our more you know damage oriented hitters and, and Cal picked it up. How you got the uh, Astros again here. Obviously it was a tough series at home last week. Do you feel that the, you know, that you need to 
you judge the team differently based on how they perform against some of these top teams in the league versus how they perform against some of the teams that were more will more likely be sellers here in the next couple of days. No, you know, in my mind, you got to beat them all. And yeah. it's uh, we, if nothing else, we've watched this, you know, through the years, especially in the American League East. And uh, when those teams, you know, historically, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and, and you know, the the Rays, more recent vintage, the Blue Jays, you know, the teams that, that survive the gauntlet in, in that league are the teams that handle the teams that they are supposed to handle. And, uh, you know, and, and as we mature as a team and, and the way we evolve, it, you know, it's important that we have to uh, we have to continue to keep the pedal down when we're playing teams that we are perceived to be better than. Because, you know, as we've seen through the years and last year is a great example, you know, you can't you can't sell anybody short in this league. There there's a lot of teams that can get on you know benders with, with that that are based on heart and soul and momentum and and you know that can happen at any point mm-hmm. in this league but you know i i do think that you know as we get into especially this next week of games with the astros and yankees it's a great test for us and you know a chance to to go out and show that you can play with the best teams in baseball because you know with the the exception of the dodgers and maybe the mets over in the national league these are the two best teams in baseball and and, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to eventually go through them if we want to accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. And, and this is uh, this is the next test. I was thinking of the Orioles when you talked about a, a team that can just kind of get on a bender like that. Man, I kind of like that team. I, you know, I, I liked them when you guys were playing them and you guys handled them pretty well. But it's like, man, they've, they've got some dudes over there. They strike me as a little bit like last year's Mariners team, maybe like a little ahead of oh, and- schedule, but with some dudes over there. I agree. And and I think they have, you know, currently they have, if not the best farm system in baseball, it's certainly at the at the upper end of, of what is out there in talented systems. And, you know, I think Mike Elias and their baseball group have done a great job through, you know, what has been a, a longish uh, rebuild and, and they've done it the right way. Um, you know, they, they gathered a ton of talent through the draft and international and, and they're starting to see some of those young guys really, you know, gain traction at the big league level. And I was talking to Mike earlier in the week and I, and I told him, I could not be more impressed with, with what you guys have done. Mm. And, you know, if you think year over year, who are the most improved teams in baseball, they have to be at the top of the list. It's, uh, it, it's a, it's a good thing that's happening in Baltimore. And I think that too is good for baseball. Well, you've heard it here first. Uh, Jerry DePoto will make a deal with the Orioles. We know they've been talking. I uh, will pass that on to Jeff Passan. Uh, Jerry, thank you. I'm kidding, but thank you. Um, this is fun. I'm really excited for, I'm really excited to see what happens. I love the trade deadline. I've told you this every week and I just, it it should be really cool to see how this team manifests itself down the stretch because what we're seeing right now with the, the emergence of the superstar in Julio and everybody kind of rallying around him and the role players you're talking about, this is a pretty fun team to watch. There's no doubt. No, I, th- I have a blast doing it every day. I, I hate the days where there's no game. <laughs> <laughs> Us too, because then we got to come in and find something else to talk about the next day. Jerry, thanks. We'll talk next week. Good luck at the deadline. Thanks, Mike.